stories reveal the heart of God for sinners, like the triplet of parables found in Luke 15. With the parables of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son, we see God's heart to bring sinners home to Himself. And to demonstrate His great love for sinners, God gave up His Son, Jesus Christ, so that you and I could become His sons and daughters by faith. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we study Luke 15. Occasionally, I've heard people say about a certain individual that that person is seeking. They're a seeker. They're seeking after God. In fact, Romans chapter 3 says, there is none that seeketh after God. A person may be searching for answers. They may be looking for peace or purpose. They may be trying to find relief or better circumstances. But spiritually speaking, sinners do not seek after God on their own. In fact, sin is the exact opposite of that. Sin runs from God. It moves the other direction. You remember Adam and Eve uh, making fig leaf aprons, running from the voice of the Creator, hiding behind a fig tree? That doesn't sound like they're seeking after God. No, God was seeking after them. From the very beginning, it's always been this way. Sinners do not seek after God on their own. God seeks after sinners. So, uh, this is really not about what we can do. It's about what God is doing in us and for us and with us to bring us home to himself. With that in mind, we return today to this most famous of our Lord's stories in Luke chapter number 15, where he talks about the lost being found, the wanderer coming home. And remember, there are three parts to it. We've looked already at the shepherd and the sheep. Uh, we'll come very shortly to the the lost boy, the prodigal son, sandwiched between the two in verses 8, 9, and 10 of Luke chapter 15, we find this lost coin. By the way, anybody that's lost a piece of money can identify with this. Anybody that needs financial help and knows they had some money somewhere and have misplaced it knows the, the despair of this woman. Listen to Jesus' words in Luke 15, verse 8. Either what woman, having ten pieces of silver... If she lose one piece, doth not light a candle, and sweep the house, and seek diligently till she find it. And when she hath found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the piece which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. So, there are common Things. There are parallels in every part of these uh, three, three parts of the story. For example, uh, there's something lost. There's something found. There's an emphasis on it being just one. Aren't you glad God loves one sinner? Uh, but notice, please, there's something very unique about this story. Yes, there's joy in the finding of the lost thing, but there's a special emphasis here on the woman's diligence, her diligence in finding it. Listen to verse number 8 again. She lights a candle, she sweeps the house, and she seeks diligently. That's the word Jesus used until she finds it. Remember, the Lord is seeking not just to reveal their lost condition. He's seeking to reveal to them something about his own purpose. What did Jesus say about his own purpose, his mission and coming? He came to seek and to save that which was lost. So the seeker is the speaker. The seeker is the Lord Jesus. Uh, they're all lost. 
some are lost in the far country and in the wilderness. Uh, the publicans and sinners could identify with that. Some are lost right in the house, right near home. Uh, I think the Pharisees and scribes, that must have resonated with them. It doesn't matter if you're a near sinner or a far sinner. If you're a cleaned-up sinner or a dirty sinner, if you're a moral sinner or an immoral sinner, the reality is we're all sinners, and sinners need a Savior, and sinners aren't going to seek the Savior on their own, so the Savior seeks them. Praise God. I know the seeker. I know the Savior. So the real emphasis in the second part of this parable is on this woman's diligence. And really, that is the emphasis on the entire chapter. Let me give you just a brief overview of the seeker. In the first seven verses, he seeks sacrificially. That's what the shepherd did. He left the 90 and 9 sheep that he had and went after one. That's pretty sacrificial. Uh, he abandons his own safety. He, he gives whatever it takes, whatever the cost, wherever he has to go. That's what Jesus did. Sacrificially, he sought us. Now, the woman in verse 8, 9, and 10 seeks diligently, committed to the task. And no matter how dirty it was, no matter what dark corner the, uh, the coin had fallen into, she was committed to it. She's seeking diligently. There's a thoroughness to this. Uh, Jonah said, salvation is of the Lord. Then, when you come to verses 11 through 24, you have this, this father seeking. Remember, in the first two parts of the parable, uh, something is being sought, an animal, a coin. But now it's someone. It's a boy. And what do we learn from the father? He seeks patiently. He stands every day watching uh, waiting for that son to come to the end of himself and come back home. Uh, what beautiful, patient love is pictured in that. The father didn't try to make the boy. You can't force someone to come to God. And the father's not going to force you, my friend. He's waiting on you. He's standing on the porch. He's looking for you at this moment. He seeks sacrificially and diligently, and yes, he seeks patiently. He also seeks lovingly. From verse 25 down to verse number 32, uh, he deals with the elder brother. I would say the other prodigal, the boy who stayed home but was just as lost as his brother was, maybe more so because he didn't even realize what bad shape he was in. Uh, the story of the elder son is not a footnote. It's an exclamation point on the story. Uh, this boy didn't realize how hard his own heart was, how wicked his own soul was. And what is daddy doing? He He's seeking to restore that relationship lovingly. Oh, this is so good. Jesus is seeking the Pharisees and scribes just as much as he's seeking the publicans and the sinners. The goodness of God leads thee to repentance. Understand how loving and kind God has been to you. And then in all of these parts, he seeks joyfully. At the end of every one of these sections, you find this same thing. There is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repents. Uh, there is joy in heaven over one sinner that repents. Why would that emphasis be repeated throughout? Because nothing brings greater joy to God than the return of one sinner. By the way, what brings him the greatest joy brings us the greatest joy. When the sinner finally comes home, he finds true joy. And God's greatest joy is to bring us to himself 
I used to think from this passage it meant the angels were rejoicing. I don't think that's right. Because the Bible says here there's joy in the presence of the angels of God. Let me tell you who I believe is actually rejoicing. I believe our Lord is doing the rejoicing. I believe the Lord is the one who is shouting and singing over one sinner coming home. Why is that? Because the person most excited about finding something is the person who's been doing the seeking. And friend, I want to tell you today, the Lord is the seeker. I don't know who I'm speaking to right now. I don't know what you've done. I don't know where you are at this moment with God, but I want to tell you on the authority of the Word of God from Luke chapter 15, Jesus is seeking you. He's seeking you sacrificially and diligently and patiently and lovingly, and he is seeking you joyfully because he wants to bring you home. In fact, all you have to do is turn and look at him. And at this moment, you'll find he's already looking at you. Look to the seeker and come home to the Savior today. The only time in Scripture when God is in a hurry is when he is pursuing sinners. Thank God for his heart for us and may many more sinners come home to him. Each week, Scott works to provide helpful resources for you. And one of those resources is his weekly devotional articles on a wide array of subjects, from helps to the family, current events and trends, daily Christian living, and much more. Be sure to visit enjoyingthejourney.org and subscribe to the newsletter so that these helpful resources will come straight to your inbox. We are grateful to have you join us each week, and may God bless you today as you enjoy the journey.